0: Good morning, Lighthouse Baptist Church. Good morning. good morning. It's good to see you all today. Let's start with a word of prayer. God, we are so thankful that we know that you are listening to us right now. We don't just have to hope someday you'll hear us, but we know that you are always with us. Always listening to us. Because of Jesus Blood, you are always interceding for us before the throne. God, we are always cared for and spoken for. God, we know that we have a great high priest in Jesus. And we are so thankful for that today, God. I pray, God, that we would listen to what you have to say to us today. That we would hear the message that you have for us. God, please speak through me. Please guide us by your Holy Spirit to have discernment and understanding when reading your word. And God, I pray that at the end of the day we would look to Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, today we're looking at (coughs) Psalm 25. We're looking at and we're talking about praying for guidance. So... King David gives us a good prayer for guidance in Psalm 25. So let's go ahead and read it. Once again, it's Psalm 25. David says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? him will he instruct in the way that he should choose his soul shall abide in well being and his offspring shall inherit the land the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant my eyes are ever toward the Lord for he will pluck my feet out of the net turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble, and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes, and with what violent hatred they hate me. O guard my soul and deliver me let me not be put to shame for I take refuge in you may integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait for you redeem Israel O God out of all his troubles so just now we heard David's prayer for guidance and doesn't that kind of strike you as odd that a man who seems to have it all together would ask a prayer for guidance? What does he need guidance for? He's already king of Israel. He's already the most famous person in his land. He's already won all of his battles that he's been in. Why would David sound lost? Why would David ask God to lead him and guide him? Well, the answer is that we all need guidance we all feel lost at times we are lost but David when we ask what do you need to be guided from Well, he tells us he tells us in verses 16 through 19 he says God turn to me and be gracious to me for I am lonely and afflicted the troubles of my heart are enlarged bring me out of my distresses consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins Consider how many are my foes and what violent hatred they hate me. So what does David need to be guided to? Well, what does he need to be guided from? David says, I need guidance because I'm lonely. God, I need guidance because I'm afflicted. God, I need guidance because I have troubles. I need guidance because I'm in distress. God, I need guidance guidance because of my enemies, my foes, and, and God I need guidance because of my sin, because of my great guilt. So David needed guidance. And even though when we talk about King David, we may say, I, I can't relate to being the king. We can all relate to being where David is in this passage. We can all relate to being lonely, troubled, afflicted, confused, lost, and ashamed. We've all been there. But David doesn't just stop at saying where he is. No, David prays for guidance. He asks God to guide him. And so in our passage today, David shows us why we should go to God for guidance. It's one thing to know we need guidance. And it's another thing to go to God for guidance. So in our passage today, in Psalm 25, what do we learn about why we need to go and why we should go to God for guidance? Well, the first thing that we see from David in this passage is that we go to God for guidance because he is a trustworthy guide. He's a trustworthy guide. So look in verses 1 through 2. He says, to you, O oh Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, in you I trust. Now, the question is, why does David lift up his soul to God? Why does he say, God, in you I trust? You don't tell a stranger that you trust them. No, David knows that God is not a stranger <coughs> to him. David, in other words, has experience with God. When you have experience with someone and they prove faithful, and dependable, you trust them. Now, David is not a little kid when he wrote this. David is an adult. We don't know how old he is, but look at what he says in verse 7. He says, Remember not the sins of my youth. So, obviously, he doesn't consider himself a youth anymore. He's older. In other words, he has experience with God. And because of his experience of being with God, he knows that God is trustworthy. In my life, and I'm sure in everybody's life, I have so many regrets, so many moments that I look back on, and I feel incredibly embarrassed by them. And I'm sure you all have those moments where when you think about something you said or did, you kind of cringe. Did I really do that? can I really say that but here's what's interesting for me when I look back on any time that I've obeyed God any time that I've stepped out in faith to obey the Lord any time that I've loved the way that God taught me to love done what God told me to do obeyed what God told me to obey I don't have any memory of ever regretting doing that Have you ever done anything in obedience to God that you've ever looked back on and said, oh, I regret doing that? Never. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes we fall into the fear that, oh, this is just a book. You know, it's not from God. We don't have any guidance or help. And yet, isn't it amazing that when we obey the Lord and what He has guided us to do through Scripture, that we have never been led in the wrong direction? No, many times we're afraid to pray to God because God might tell me to do something I don't want to do. God might tell me to do something that I'm afraid to do that's bad to me, but has God ever let you down? Has God ever told you to do anything that when you did it, you said, I wish I hadn't done that? No, everything that God guides us to, everything that God says to us, is trustworthy. It's not deceitful. It's not leading us in the wrong direction. It's leading us in the right direction. And so we should know by now that when we're praying to God for guidance, we can trust Him for guidance. We can trust God to lead us in the right direction and we can have confidence that He won't lead us in the wrong way, but He'll lead us in a good way, in the right way. We can go to God because he is a trustworthy guy. And why else can we go to God to guidance? Or else should we go to God for guidance? Well, because God is a loving guy. He's a loving guy. So in verses 8 through 10, what does David say? He says, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners... In the way, he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. So David says, even though I'm a sinner, God, you will show me your way. You will instruct me in your way. And all the paths of the Lord are, are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who trust in God's covenant within him. In other words, David is saying, "I believe that when I follow God as a guide, everything He leads me to, it leads me in and leads me from all comes out of His love for me. All of the paths, not just some of the paths, all of the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. In other words, David is saying, I can trust God to lead me in the right direction because He loves me, because He cares about me. Why would God lead me in a bad way? Why would He guide me in a bad direction if He loves me? That wouldn't make sense. Now, we all know that to have a guide is good, but to have a loving guide is better. Can you think of anybody in your life who wasn't just a guide for you, but that guided you out of love for you? For me, one of the first people that come to my mind is my mom. So, this is one thing you have to know about me to understand the story. I was notoriously bad at math in school. So bad at math. I did not understand the subject at all. That doesn't mean I didn't try, but I was almost hopeless in math. And so I would take my math homework home with me, and I'd say, Mom, will will you help me with my math homework? And this is how bad I was at math. Some nights we would spend two to three hours together working on my algebra homework or geometry, whatever it was, even in physics, when you had to do math, I was almost hopeless, but I did have hope because my mom, even though she had a long day at work, even though she cooked the meal for the family, she still gave two hours overnight to guide me to better understanding, to guide me through my homework. How many people are willing to sacrifice their time and their entertainment, and their relaxation for somebody that they don't love, that they don't care about. Now, I knew I could depend on my mom to guide me and help me, not because she had to, but because she loved me, and she cared about me, and because she cared about me, she wanted what was best for me. And when we know that God is not just a guide, but he's a loving God. Who sacrifices everything for us what did jesus say he said my father and i are at work every day on your behalf they're working to guide you and help you because they love you and care about you when you go to god for guidance when you say god i feel lost i don't know the next step i don't know what to do i don't know where to go in life Well, I don't know if you're going to get an answer right there. I don't know how God will answer you, but I do know that God will love you and he will lead you in ways that you do not yet understand. But just as Jesus said to Peter, he says to us, you do not understand what I'm doing now, but later on you will understand. He said that because he loved Peter. and He says the same thing to us because he loves us. So we can go to God for guidance because he's a trustworthy guy. We can go to God for guidance because he's a loving God. But we can also go to God for guidance because he is a present guy. He's a present God. In verses 14 through 15, David explains this. He says, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Now, when I think of a guide, or I think of guidance, there's one thing that I really love when it comes to mind. A GPS. I love my GPS. Thank God for my little Google map on my phone. Joe should know how much I depend on this. Whenever he tries to give me instructions, I just Huh? Just staring at him blankly. Because I am very bad directionally, but I don't have to be good directionally when I have a little robot telling me where to go. So my GPS shows me the way. It leads me in the right way. But what if I get in a car crash? How helpful is my GPS then? Not very helpful at all. Because my GPS can show me the way. It can tell me the way. But it can't help me on the way. David knew that God can show me the way. He can lead me in the right direction. But guess what? He's going with me in the right direction. He won't abandon me. He won't leave me. He will be there for me. Even when my feet get stuck in the net, God will turn to me and pluck my feet out of the net, and we see him doing this in matthew chapter 14 verse 22 through 31 this is a story about jesus i'm sure you're all familiar with it says immediately jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds and after he had dismissed the crowds he went up on the mountain by himself to pray when evening came he was there alone But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them, walking on the sea. (coughs) But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. But Jesus said, sorry, Peter. I just show the way. I don't help you. I don't guide you. No, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? Jesus shows us, even in that passage, that he's a trustworthy guide, a loving guide, and a present guide. And he does the same for us, too. We don't just cry out for help with God saying, Sorry, I just... I gave you the map, I gave you the directions, now you're on your own. No, he says, not only do I show you the way, not only do I give you scripture, not only do I give you fellow believers, not only do I speak through my spirit, through others, and counsel you by my Holy Spirit, that's not all. I am with you. And when you get into a car crash, when your foot gets stuck in the net, I'll be there for you to help you. He doesn't just show you the way. He helps you along the way because he's a present God. He's a guy that is with you. His very name, Emmanuel, means God with us. In verse 16, David says, turn to me and be gracious to me. Why did he say turn to me and be gracious to me? Well, David knew God, I can't have any guidance from you unless you turn to me. God, I can't go up to you. I'm going to need you to come to me. But the good news is that God has come to us. What David looked forward to, what David prayed for, became a reality in Jesus When we see Jesus, we see God turning to us, God coming to us. And because Jesus turned to us, we can turn to him. David said, I can only turn to you if you turn to me. And Jesus is God in the flesh turning to us that we can turn to him. And it's interesting because what David Pray to be guided out of. God, guide me out of my loneliness. God went into David's loneliness. God, guide me out of my affliction. In Jesus, God went into his affliction. God, guide me out of my despair. In Jesus, God went into his despair. God, guide me <coughs> from my violent enemies. In Jesus, God took on our violent enemies. God, guide me from my sin and Jesus God took on our sin so that as he died on the cross so could our sin die on the cross everything that we need to be guided out of God has gone into as Jesus because God has turned to us we can turn to him but you might say Cody, why are you saying pray for guidance? If God has already guided us, if he's already given us what we need, if he's already ultimately led us into the place that we need to be, then why would I pray for guidance? How does that make any sense? Well, when you pray for guidance, this is what you are saying. You're saying, Jesus, you are not just my savior you're also my lord jesus you're you saved me you're me to where i need to be but god you're my lord you're my shepherd you continue guiding me throughout the storms of life and i'm depending on you to guide me wherever you want me to go because i trust you I trust you with my hopes and dreams, with all of my aspirations. I trust you with myself. I can say like David, I lift up my soul to you. I give it to you. I give you what is most precious to me because you gave to me what is most precious to you. God, I can trust you to guide me because Jesus is the greatest proof that I can trust you. Jesus is the greatest proof that you love me. Jesus is the greatest Proof that you are present with me. We all need guidance. And I don't know exactly what you need guidance in today, but in life, in general and in life in particular, we all need guidance. We can trust God to guide us. We can go to God and say, God, I can't guide myself. I need you to guide me. And this is a great prayer to pray If you need guidance, I know you might be thinking, I don't like praying written prayers. And that's okay. You can make Psalm 25 your own. Paraphrase it if you need to. But it's okay to pray written prayers. That's what we do when we pray the Lord's Prayer. We can pray Psalm 25, but not just pray Psalm 25. We can see Jesus in it. We can pray it knowing that Jesus is the answer for Psalm 25. We can know that we can turn... To the Lord, not just hoping that he will turn to us, but knowing because of Jesus that he has turned to us. He does turn to us. And he always will turn to us so that we can turn to him. Let's pray. God, what a friend we have in Jesus. We are so thankful for your friendship, for your love. God, if it wasn't for Jesus... We would be lost. But God, we can be found in you because of Jesus, and sometimes we still have feelings of lostness, God. But God, I know those feelings of lostness will always point us back to you, always cause us to seek after you, and seeking after you will help us to rejoice and be glad that we are found by you. We love you, God, and we're so thankful in God as a church We are praying for guidance. God, guide our church. Guide everybody here in this church going forward. We need your guidance. We need your leadership. God, we know you will never lead us in the wrong way. We do know that hardships are coming. We do know that Paul said all who desire to live a godly life will experience persecution and trouble. God, we know that life will be hard sometimes and scary, But God, we know you're leading us through it all. You're holding our hand as a father holds your child's hand, God. And you won't lead us in the wrong direction, but you will lead us in the right direction. And I pray that we will submit to you so that you can do that. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.